Welcome to the Tart Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Dr. Lewis Walker and myself, Tom Bryan. I think it's the first time I've done that intro. I think I've done it in like episode three, but Kyle is currently putting his kids to bed. So how, how are you doing, Lewis? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing fine. Kyle's always got some kind of excuse, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> he's, he? He's the kind of guy who never turns up on time. But, but there you go. Oh. You are, I'm sure he's uh, under the thumb. I'm sure Debbie's saying, no, you've got to put these kids to bed. Yeah, I'm sure. I think, in Kyle, to be fair, I mean, like, hey, I've been living that now for 200 episodes, but so I'm, I'm loving having a bit yeah. of sympathy here. But I imagine that uh, I'm at, having given him a, a big training block for a hunt for a, for the, the West Ham way, I'm sure that he's due some uh, he's due some time on, on getting to the kids. But he'll anyway, Kyle is planning to join us at some stage. So the loose I'm going to crack on. Um we're going to chat about a few things this week. So the British Champs was, of course, in Manchester on the weekend. Um, so we're going to wrap up on that. And that was a really interesting one. Good to see some Scots in action there. There's some news from the World Para Championships we're going to talk about in Paris. Um, the Euro under-23s is coming up. Lewis has got some interesting chat about that. And then some other news and results across Scotland. So plenty to go on. Um, let's start with the British Champs because it was I think it's fresh in everyone's mind. It was most people may have even just seen the headline or that what is now that iconic image of Zarnell Hughes at the front coming through the, the yeah. deluge. Some conditions. Um, well, yeah, those conditions were expected all day on the Saturday, uh, but they actually only arrived for the last two events. Uh, but when the heavens opened, it was a biblical storm <laughs> and flood uh, to the point where, you, you know, we ran for our car at, at, at one point. Oh, really? And that bad? Was, yeah. Well, well, it was like, yeah. So it was like rivers of water, you know, c- coming down the, you know, the, the entrance to the stadium. And when we were going, <laughs> it was one of these things when you got so wet after about 20 seconds of running through uh, the rain that uh, I, I hesitate to say but my shorts were soaking wet didn't my <laughs> underpants and it's it's the first time in a long long time that I've felt that particular feeling that <laughs> did you go back and, and did you, you you came out and went back in then yeah, but it's but yeah, yeah, yeah. We we, we had to. There, there was some other prearranged stuff that needed to be done, but okay. um, but you know the power the power actually went from the BBC red button site that was covering it. So it was so bad that the power went. Uh, so so they couldn't show the Zarnell uh, Hughes nor the hundred the women's hundred meter. Uh, live at, at, at the time, and in fact, the women's hundred needed to be uh, delayed. delayed a little. Let, let, let's let me step back a, a, a little bit and, and give a kind of bigger picture there. So, I, I was down for the weekend because I was a coach, and for the first time, mm-hmm. I had an accredited pass that allowed me to go back wow. scenes, as as it were, into the warm up area. And I have grateful thanks to Mark Pollard, who's performance director of Scottish Athletics, who uh, let me travel travel down in the Scottish Athletics management uh, car. I managed to catch a lift down down and back, That's and nice. I also uh, hung on to Mark's coattails uh, uh, throughout uh, a lot of the day, and was introduced to an awful lot of very interesting people behind the scenes. So. Wow. Uh, so, so, so that was that was very good for for, for that weekend, and so for me it was uh, quite eyes opening uh, and and really very enjoyable. 
So, so most of the day kind of went really well. But what you know, we can we can focus on the hundred meters, and then we can do a wee bit yeah. on the but rest of the championship. I'm interested. But, I mean, before we jump into the super detail, one question yeah. about you, given you were there, because I thought it was quite funny that the fact that the not funny, but it's a shame with the BP, BT, sorry, the BBC losing signal. Like, given they had the same issue the week before in Sweden with the rain there, it's almost like they're just the BBC athletics are just having a nightmare now. But anyway, it was good that they covered it. What what's your position on the fact that the, the firstly the men's hundred and secondly the women's hundred even went ahead? Because there was a bit of a debate yeah. about that. I mean, was it that yeah. bad to have that discussion? Yes, well, I, I think absolutely. So that's something I, I was going to leave to the end, but let's let's stick it up right there just now. Let's go for it. So for for the men, you know, so there was always predicted there was going to be a storm around about five o'clock. But, but that didn't happen, as, as is often the case. A lot of predictions don't really occur, you know, right on time. But uh, round about seven o'clock, the skies were really darkening. And by the time the men came out for, for, for the hundred, there was just a wee spits of rain. And about two or three minutes before they were getting to their boat, Blocks, the heavens just absolutely opened uh, and there was as I say and I've never seen a downpour like this it was absolutely downpour. Wow. it was starting off the track there were puddles uh, you know and if you saw some of the there's a couple of real iconic um, photographs uh, the guy um, Rhodes and I forgot his J- uh, yeah, name. James Rhodes he's classic. James Rhodes you it's, follow, it's, you follow it's him got on a Twitter. really good one I see it on Twitter he was talking about how he got a million views or something of that photo. That yeah, is the biggest yeah. most viewed photo of all time. Yeah, but 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 that was Zarnell Hughes running through the lane. As he slipped a little bit and 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 got possibly a little bit injured. Um so there's a bit of controversy around that. So they waited about 20 minutes for the rain to to die down um and 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 stop before they did the women's hundred. Um and, but I'm not sure what their, you know, what their positioning was around how they made that decision. What was the governance around the decision about allowing uh, uh, actually both these events, but particularly the Women's 100 to go ahead, especially since you have seen Alicia Rees or, or Scott's 100 metre. Yeah, runner. it took a fall, yeah. Um, you know, so she was about 25 metres in and you can see quite clearly that she, she was up on a puddle and it was kind of like she aquaplaned and her foot went sideways and she kind of went up in the air and talked round and yeah. landed really Quite, quite dramatic. I don't think I've ever seen that dramatic a fall on a track. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, when you think about 100 metres, it's very different to most of our endurance listeners um 100 meters is about putting as much force as you can into the ground which is very very foreign to a distance runner distance runners usually uh like to try and uh, land softly and not not have any major rebound and and just kind of glide over the ground but sprinters if you, if you want to be a top class sprinter you have to smack that ground really hard um, and and that's part and parcel of generating the mechanical power to, to get mm-hmm. down the track. Um, so that coupled with the fact that there's water on the track caused uh, Alicia's foot to aquaplane, mm-hmm. go sideways, and she, she spiralled and fell. So there was a lot of chat afterwards around what was the decision-making process? Was there a decision-making process mm-hmm. uh, that, that, was put, that was put into place 
um, around uh, around that race because you know I've seen this happen before in uh, Diamond League meetings and meet meetings in Scandinavia where there's a big deluge mm-hmm. and the guys are out with the squeegee brushes and they're clear, clearing the track mm-hmm. and making it as safe as possible for the next events to go on. Uh, um, it's not clear to me that that uh, happened uh, mm-hmm. on, on the night. Um, so there was a bit of buzz around that, around, you know, was there a decision-making process? Who was part of that decision-making process? Was it a track referee? Was it somebody from UK Athletics? Was there a triumvirate? Uh, you, you know, making that decision, what was the considered decision in terms of safety uh, for athletes? So nothing has come out of that so far. So I, I, I think there was there was one thing they were talking about on that on the commentary, and they were talking about the at one stage the 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 electronic timing and the finish, and the, I think some of the photo finish technology was unavailable. You would think that. For that would be especially athletes looking to run qualifying times that that would be mandatory for it to go ahead. And then secondly, the athletes surely have to have a voice. If you because on one hand they were saying, oh, Dean Asher Smith, she might not be, you know, the injury risk whether she would want to go. Obviously, the big headline star who was there. But equally, if she was, I don't think she did the 200 in the end the next day. But if you've got a 200 the next day as well, then does that some of the surely the athletes the athletes position should be a huge part of that. Decision making, no? What? Well, yeah. Okay. But put yourself in the athlete's shoes. I mean, basically, this is qualification for the World Championships. First two cross mm-hmm. the line with the time get get automatic qualification. Mm-hmm. They're under significant pressure. If one athlete mm-hmm. says, "I ain't gonna run," but they run it anyway without that athlete, then effectively you've ruled yourself out. Um, yeah. So I think there's a lot of pressure. Athletes have warmed up. They're in the zone. They're mentally focused. They're ready to race. They're in tunnel vision. Um, so it's, I, I think it's very difficult to um, have the athlete as a significant part of the decision making process. I think it should be the reverse. I think that there should be a, a, a kind of organisational yeah. governance around this, whereby um, e- e- you know, conditions are not good. Therefore, there should be, in my view, a process or protocol that gets pulled out. There should be at least three people uh, from different parts of the organisation involved in coming to a decision that is around the health and welfare of the athletes concerned and whether they feel that it's safe enough to go forward, that they've looked at the risks, they've mitigated the risks. So, as I say, I, I don't know whether that was in place. I would hope that um, the governing body would be looking at that just now. You know, mm-hmm. you can say it's a freak event, uh, but the bottom line is you need to be responsible for, for the athletes. So, uh, thankfully, um, although Alicia it looked very traumatic and dramatic uh, mm-hmm. when she fell, um, I, I think subsequently... Um, from from what I've kind of heard on the grapevine, thankfully she's not got you know a significant injury, uh, or it's not as bad as it, it was originally thought. So mm-hmm. uh, so so that bit of it's it's good news. But I'm not I'm not certain yeah. it will affect the rest of our season. But yeah, I think I think there's potential issues around that, and I don't know whether they'll be properly addressed or whether they'll be just you know swept yeah. under the carpet. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. We're not. We're certainly not a 
we're not going to go into climate changes or any of that. Not, but it's interesting when you look at like the sort of Scotland game at Hamden. Was it three, four weeks ago? The rain there. They obviously the players on yeah. the pitch for a long time. We saw in Stockholm there was huge weather disruptions with weather with rain this month. Last was it last week? I, I I mean I don't know if that's normal for Sweden, but but it feels like it's it's worth having that decision making process. You would, I'm surprised they don't have that in place actually. Maybe, I know that maybe they've not had to do it, but bad weather protocols. I mean, I was in Moscow for the World Champs in 2013 when Bolt ran under the thunderstorm and Mo won the 10,000. And the rain that night was was torrential. There was, and it was really, really bad conditions. And they paused the they paused. And this is the World Champs. They paused for about 25 minutes, I think. And yeah. uh, and then they came back. Whether, but that you know, that's 10 years ago. So I'm I'm I'd be very surprised if there's not some kind of international protocol on what you should do um yeah anyway, so that, yeah. i think i think it's a governing body you think you know within the uk they would have the jurisdiction mm. there's also kind of sponsors tv all of these kind of things you know timelines and uh, running over etc etc so mm. uh, there's probably a number of things that i'm not fully aware of that that need to be taken into consideration but it, it is an interesting one and i will be interested to hear if anything more comes over yeah so let maybe going back more to the sort of you were i mean you were there so in terms of the the events you were there both days saturday and sunday yeah yeah what i thought i'd maybe go through is is particularly the the middle and longer distance uh, mm-hmm. events 800 to 5k men and women so uh, we start we start with 800 that was uh, yeah. you know a huge field of very good athletes um, a number of folk who although only one athlete has had has a, a qualifying time from from last year and none of the none of the others have got that for world championships we had our best runners uh, there um, so behind the scenes in the heat you know I had a wee chat with Guy Learmonth he was in a tough heat essentially the, the, the heat, there were three men's heats with the first two to qualify and the two fastest losers. So that's really tough, and you've mm. got to you got to run fast. And some of the heats were were one in kind of like one forty six high, uh, which is 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 pretty fast for a UK championship. Um, so a guy looked good, you know. He looked, you know. I said to me, you look lean and mean. Uh, you're uh-huh. ready to go, and 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 he certainly he's a bit of a rocky kind of character. You yeah, know, yeah. Let, Let's bring it on. <laughs> yeah. uh, and 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 he looked ready, but he was in a tough heat, and unfortunately didn't get through. Dan Roden won it, and Josh Kerr or, or other Scots uh, guy who who looked just serene in the warm up area. I have to say, uh, very laid back. He 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 came through in second. Uh, the final of, of the 800 was was really exciting. You, you probably saw that on yeah. TV. Max Bergen. So, so Max won it last year in about 143, front ran it. And, and I saw that live as well. Um, so this year, so, so Max has been injured. He's not raced. And he came out and he just took it by the scruff of the neck. Um, and he went through the first lap in 49.7. <laughs> <laughs> which is incredible you know, to go through oh, a sub 50 really fast and he had at least 10 meters on the field at that point he kept that up to 600 wow. and then when he got to 700 you could see him starting to to, to slow and just ever so gradually folk were catching up 
And then in the last 20 metres, uh, if you look at the head-on shots, it was like Max was going down a staircase. You know, his <laughs> knees yeah. started to buckle. He, he went down and t- he was still in the lead 10 yards before. Oh, I'm showing my age here. 10 metres uh, before the line. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think, he, you know, his, his crumpling legs, he caught his spike. And he fell and lunged over the line. His shoulders, his shoulders got over the line. The rest of his body didn't. Uh, but uh, he, he, you know, Dan Roden and Ben Patterson had snuck by him at that point by hundredths of a second uh, to get first and second. So, so, so Max was third. Uh, Josh was a, an honourable fifth. Um, I mean, he's a 1500 meter runner. He's run 3:29. He's going to get selected for the World Championships in that event. He was looking for a bit of speed work. Uh, he ran 1:46 low, and he finished fifth. Uh, so good, strong run for him against folk who who are 400, 800 specialists, really. You know, folk who don't run 15. Yeah, and do you think that is so for for Josh? I was surprised to be honest to see him. I've never. I've never seen him run an 800. I know that he obviously has many times, but it was the first time I've seen him um, run 800. And I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, obviously, I mean, these guys are, you know, because it's especially against 800 meter specialists, if that, that's given that there's, given that there's the, you know, the 1500 meters, um, there, he's not, because he obviously he wasn't in the, he wasn't in the final for the 1500 meters. What's, what's the logic behind that? He'll get selected anyway without the chat, without yeah, the. So, so I- Okay, so you've got a guy who's the UK league elite. He's run 3:29. He's the Olympic bronze medalist. Uh-huh. Uh, there's there's one discretionary one discretional place, you know, because if the first two get selected in 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 each race, if they've got the qualifying times, uh-huh. um, and the third person is selected on discretion, so Josh is going to get selected. And in fact, I think only I think only the winner of the men's 1500 had had his has got no no both of them all the time we'll come i'll come back to that later to that. um but but i think josh you, you know josh will get will get, you that get that yeah okay, that's and, and so so it's quite it's quite good for him to to run a championship 800 and 1500 and get put under that kind of pressure and um, yeah. i think that's really good for him to you know it will really help his finishing kick uh, over 1500 to be able to, to be able to run run 146 low and, and Josh has run faster than that you know in the past okay because um, I mean you didn't so that, I, I you maybe talked about last week with Kyle but in Stockholm he I think it was Stockholm he looked good he looked good against uh when he was up against uh Inge Britson. yep you know so um, he's obviously so, you know he's in good shape but he's not he's not fully sharp so this is part of the sharpening process. Hey, Kyle. You've, uh, Hello. You've, Sorry you've, for hope the, the kids are all snuggled up in bed and uh, Debbie's let you off the leash. So this is like the... She was, exactly. she was dealing with one one crazy kid and then I was dealing with the other and they just kept running about just too much... Uh, I don't know what it was. Too much activity today, I think, for them. So See, apologies TRS, for, my, uh, for, for my lateness, but... TRS doesn't uh, work like the British Athletics. We've got to, we have a decision-making criteria for when things aren't right. Kyle's not here. Lewis and I decide we're going to start. So uh, there's no rain delays. Oh, yeah. There's nothing like this. We're, we crack on. <laughs> so right, so right. We're, in, we're in the middle. We're in the middle of discussing the various events at the UK Athletics Championships, Kyle. So we're just ah, we're just finishing off with the with the men's 800. We're going to do the report on the 
the 15 and the 5k for the men and then go through the same for the women. So oh, nice. I, I'll, I'll just move on to the, to, to the 15 and honourable mentions for Gavin Smith and Andrew McGill, uh, who were a bit outgunned in slowish heats. Uh, always difficult um, 1500 championship races. The heats tend to often be really quite on the slowest side and then they, you know, with 800 to go or 600 to go, they speed up uh, quite dramatically. So it's it, they're difficult to qualify from. Um, yeah. The final, uh, so that was on day two uh, of, of the championships. Again, uh, the rain held off until that very last race, until we were just about under starter's orders. And then the rain came down again. Not quite as bad as the Saturday, but it was still, it was still uh, pretty strong. I, I take so it you discussed them, really um, like there was some fantastic photos and... I mean, I didn't get to watch it, but the rain just looked incredible. Right. We've, we've, been there, we've been there, Kyle. Oh, you right, okay. 15 minutes been ago. There, done that, we've Kyle. been there, mate. Yeah, Let's crack yeah. on. Oh, Let's again. talk I'm about the 1500. Right back, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so this, the start of the rate, it was pretty cagey. They're often very cagey, but they went through in 209 at 800, which is you know a pace that the, the, the top women would, would go through that in a decent race. Uh, so, so it was really, it was really quite slow, but you know, it was quite a messy kind of choppy kind of race. And with 400 to go, there was a whole lot of folk in it. Neil Gourley was 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 kind of middle of the pack. There looked like there might be a bit of tripping, because um, because it, it was a busy field. They, they'd had two extra folk added because two guys had fallen the day before in their heats and being promoted to the final because they got up and finished and said they'd been impeded. Um, so 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 it was it was quite a busy kind of race. And it was busy coming up that home straight and Neil, it was really only in about the last 20 metres that uh, 20 to 30 metres that, that Neil got a gap on the inside. He stayed on the inside and he used his final spurt uh, to, to come through to win and in 3:46, which it doesn't sound like a, a you know really fast time, but he ran he ran about 1:51 for his final 800, uh, so that's that's uh, pretty yeah. cool. So yeah. so Neil Neil will be automatically selected with Elliot Giles, who was in second place, and as we were saying earlier, Josh Kerr will likely be selected for the discretionary third place. What did you say the standard was for the fifteen hundred? I guess because Elliot Giles, he's is that that's he has, his times under underneath three forty six forty eight. Is that in the standard? Yeah, no, he's already got the standard. He's already uh, got. Ah, beg your pardon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's he's already got the standard. So he's he's run about say the three thirty two or three thirty one high, uh, in in the last week or so, uh, to, before the championships. He, he's an interesting guy. Um, because of how he trains, he he literally trains about twenty, maybe twenty-five miles a week in terms of running, um, right. which is a very low volume of running. But he does a lot on an elliptical trainer. In fact, he sells ellipticals. It's part of his business. Um, wow, really? And, and and so he gets he gets his top-up endurance uh, through the elliptical. I mean, I think I think he gravitated to that some time ago because he was always getting injured uh, and so in order to get his his endurance particularly for 800 because he's a he's a pretty fast 800 meter runner yeah. um 
he he gained his endurance through through the elliptical and just did his speed work on 15 to 20 miles a week at that time. He's gone up a wee bit since he's running 1500. He's gone to 25 miles a week. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, that sounds like my sort of miles recently, Kyle. Shocking. So so that's fifteen hundred. Just five um, K uh, just again honorable mention to Ben Petrikas who did thirty yeah. fifty seven. And yeah, again, interviewee Ben Petrikas. Nice. Yep. He's so, here. so that's that's uh the 5k is always a kind of race that the first 2k goes dreadfully slow and then it really kind of winds up so i think ben ran his last um his last 3k in about 8 13 uh which oh. is, is 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 pretty sure. decent you know oh. his last and, and and a lot of that was in the last uh 1k um you, you know what the bottom line is if you, if you want to be a top class 5k runner you have to be able to finish in sub 230 for your last K. Um, that's that's um, that's wow. the bread and butter. I mean, the world class folk are finishing in 225 or faster for their last K. Um, so so you, you can never get away from speed if you want to be some form of championship runner, even a f- distance 5, 10K runner. You, you know, they, they, these guys are running... 52 second for the 54 second last lap so so you got you got to have the speed there so that's that's the men's events what do you know about james west that was a new name to me i'm not you know i'm um oh, Emil right, he's been around yeah he's been around for a while he's run some decent okay. 1500s in the past he's gravitated ah, okay. to 5k he's been he's been running well over 5k so um okay he's not a new name. He beat Emil Caress. Yeah, um, who to be fair is off the back of London Marathon, so he must be coming back down, I guess, Emil. Yeah, so so he's he's a guy who's got a tremendous range, and um, and you know back in the day, Paula Radcliffe, mm-hmm. Paula Radcliffe started running her best three Ks and five Ks after she trained for her first marathon. And and so you get you get folk who are clearly very endurance uh, dependent, uh, and they often they often you know will move up an event uh, or two because they're not they're not making it at, at the event they've been at, um, but that additional aerobic strength allows them to run faster. They're cruising pace for 5 and mm. 10K. They can cruise at a faster pace at a lower lactic acid um, or, or lactate. There's no such thing really as lactic acid. <laughs> the acidosis is a hydrogen ion thing. Um, but but uh, let's not go into that. Uh, so you can cruise at a pace where you're not going anaerobic, basically. Um, and that means that whatever speed that you've got is preserved till mm-hmm. much later in the race. You're not having to dip into it, it to just to stay with stay with the pace. And and so if you're if you're particularly on the endurance side of your event, so if five k runners, you often get fifteen hundred to five k runners. So guys that are moving from fifteen hundred are really sharp, and 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 that's the speed speed five k runners. The endurance 5k runners tend to be 10k half marathon uh, or even marathon based, and they 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 do a lot more mileage and, and threshold kind of work. 
Um, so, yeah. so James West is, is certainly found that going up to the marathon and coming back down has had a huge positive effect on on all these distances, and and it's something for listeners to consider. Um, you, you know, getting a that's good endurance base. Eh? Yeah, that that's you, that Kyle. Is. Yeah, Tommy for your for your monument mile that's that's coming Aye. up. We'll see. We'll oh, sorry, see whether yeah. we'll see whether you can run a PB monument mile based off <laughs> your 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 endurance. You, know what, like, you do you do I have mean, to do but, a bit of speed work as well though. <laughs> I I did my six uh, my ten by sixty seconds um a few days ago and I also did a what did I do I did uh, eight times three minutes with sixty seconds off on trail which isn't really but I'm I'm slowly edging towards uh, some of that sort of anaerobic type sessions uh you know that some of those like you know like 800 on 10 minutes off like that kind of stuff like those were the those are probably one of the hardest sessions i've ever done you know like i don't know if anyone's i'm sure some of the listeners are seasoned track athletes but you know when you just go you've only got two 800s that's your session but you just go baz out in each You're of them and you just feel sick you know and then you have to do it all again and it's just yeah Oh, I, I don't yeah. miss those days, but but a question related to that. I know we're we're, we're still talking about a report. Like, what what is your PB, Tommy? What what's your what's your mile PB? So I've never my mile PB must be in a like a five k. I've mile. never I've never run a mile race. Have you not? Oh, okay. Never. Like so. I mean, I, so I mean, I've run like in doing mile reps. I think I've run. I mean, I've run. I've I've definitely run a mile rep in like. I think I've done like a 4.55 or something. So like I've always thought if I do a mile race, I'd like to break five minutes. I think that's quite unambitious now, but although given the last month, maybe it's not. But uh, yeah, like I'm, that's one reason I'm really excited about it. I've never run a mile. Uh, you know what I mean? That's cool. You see yeah. what I mean? What about you, Lewis? What's, uh, what's, have you done a mile race? Yeah, I've, no, I've never actually done a mile. No. Have you not? Never done I one. thought you'd have done. I, I mean, I, I used to be. Uh, uh, back in the days, you know, and we're speaking, yeah. uh, it's many decades ago. I, I Lewis has already run... used the Lewis has already talked in yards, Kyle, on the podcast. That's yeah, like, we've already had yeah. that. 80, 80, 80 oh, yards. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. one fifty four for that. I was I was kind of like in those days. It was more four hundred, eight hundred. A mile yeah. was a bit, it wasn't quite out with my comfort zone, but but the longer distances were at that at that time. But oh. yeah. So, yeah, but I, I ain't running the Monument Mile. You guys are. Say, I'm sure. I'm sure Mikey Wright can get you a spot if you want. I'm <laughs> sure we can make that happen. I'd love to see. Yeah, uh, yeah, a little showdown there. The TRS. Well, well, hey, uh, hey, we'll see give, because give because I am I am gonna I am gonna um, dip my toe in Ross Cairns 5K next Friday. Oh, uh, are you? Oh, next catch up on that at the end. Kept, That's cool. You kept that quiet. Why Why are you only hearing about this now? Uh, but uh, yeah, because I'm I'm still you know I I was I was thinking will I publicly commit to this <laughs> ah, right, or, or, okay. or or not? Yeah. And my my target was to try and break 20 minutes, and but I think that's a pretty high target for me right now. But hey, that's, we'll that's... we'll we'll give it a go and see. You just need some of what? Kyle's magic fairy dust, and then oh, anything yeah. happen. <laughs> <laughs> and your carbon right, shoes, we're... of course. So and of course, carbon shoes. Um, right. So let's go into the so women. Women's. That was. I thought the women's was actually, from a Scottish perspective, a very interesting couple of days. Yeah. You know, absolutely. So let, let's start with 800 in, in the heats. Just some honourable mentions to Hannah Cameron from Aberdeen. She led out her heat. 
through 400, uh, pre pretty decent pace, uh, and was still going at 600, and had a, a narrow miss out as the the as one of the known automatic qualifiers. And again, it was it was three heats and two two plus two. Uh, and again, honourable mentions to Leah Keisler, uh, who's based at Edinburgh Uni, and Hannah Taylor from Aberdeen, who's really quite young, age 17, getting championship experience uh, and, and going down. I think it's really, really good to get that championship experience, to get into the warm-up area, see what the top dogs are doing, and go through that whole yeah. process of 20 minutes to the call room, um, and and you know being taken out and, and led around these, these are all the first time you have that experience it, it's really it's a complete learning curve and very stressful so so good good to get that that experience the the final was was uh, an excellent race so we had one one scots last in it Gemma Riki uh, and of course Kiwi Hodgkinson who was the the nailed on favorite although I never you know, my belief around this is that it's really important to recognise that whilst whilst the press and others may call somebody a nailed-on favourite, no one ever is. You know, they may they yeah. maybe a 75-25. You know, anything anything can happen in a race. You got yeah. you got to go into a race believing that that anything can happen, and you got to, you got to take an opportunity. Um, so yeah. interestingly, Keely didn't lead. Uh, through through the first lap at all, she 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 sat back, um, and and really only took it on from about 600 meters when she started to kick. Uh, but we really had a resurgent um, Gemma Riki, who followed her uh, into the last hundred and really really made a fight of it up up that yeah. last hundred and um, and and finished very close in 158.93 and uh, Kiwi was about. 0.7 of a second yeah, you know, ahead of her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it it was it was really it was really good to see Gemma uh, running tall, running strong, have a good kick. And in the past couple of years, she's she's had some health issues and various other problems, and has has generally sometimes just gone a bit too early. Um, and 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 struggled a wee bit in the last 50 meters, but I I, th I thought it was really very encouraging to to see her run uh, a season's best uh, yeah. and and really start to approach the the kind of um, the, the kind of form that that she had a couple of years ago in in the Olympics and and really interesting Alex Bell uh, was third. Yeah. She was two seconds down, but that, that was her three Olympian. They were the three Olympic finalists for the UK uh, back in 2021 over the women's 800. So right. uh, re really, get, the cream really rose to the top yeah. in, in, in that race. On, on Gemma, I mean, to run a world championship time, you know, what she was just on, just over just under a second under the qualifying. That's amazing. I think what what I she looked very confident for the first time in, in in a couple of years. Like she went, I think it was with about 300 to go, or even maybe 250, 300 to go. She came up alongside Keely, like quite, yeah, quite. You know, looked like she was happy. She went for, she was happy to to attack, really go for yeah. it. I thought it looked great, and I think um, yeah, just really, it's really pleasing to see her have a go at it and not just sit behind Keely and just hang on. Uh, absolutely. Um, so I think very encouraging for her and her, her new team. So who's uh, coaching her now? So it's, uh, it's John Big. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, John Big down on the the is it Brighton the south south coast. Okay. Uh, so, so 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 John coaches uh, Elliot Giles, Ellie Baker, you know, yeah. and several other you know really John really Big. good athletes. Uh, so he's got a known known pedigree and uh, is he's a good coach. You know he's 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 coached a a kind of variety of athletes and he meets the athlete where they're at. Uh, as it were, and and designs things uh, accordingly. Um, so so uh, she's That's in good, good hands, and 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 clearly clearly that that's showing. Uh, and, yeah. And she's got got a new confidence. So so that's so great because after the whole after they obviously her and Laura sort of parted ways with Andy Young, you, you do have a worry in a championship year that does that do things go awry or maybe you lose a bit of focus. So to see her back as good as she's been in a while, that's cool. Very good. Yeah, so you know, good, good, good luck to her in the World Championships. She said to me afterwards that um, she's got another race, and the, the, I think it's the London Diamond League. Then there's a couple; uh, they're going off their training camp pre-Worlds. Uh, so I mean, nice. top-class athletes they live their life uh, in and out of various training camps. You know? Right? Did you not get your dictaphone right. out? Lewis, we'll carry on TRS as well. I mean, we've she's pied us in the past, got, so now we've got, got two got hats on when you got these things now, eh? Is yeah, yeah. So, on? so yeah, th- th- there's an idea no. actually. I, I should probably, yeah, you're probably right. Although, though, I I was with Peter Jardin, who's who's the he is the co- he he felt yeah. I was stepping he, he on his Scottish toes, like, <laughs> and, and yeah. he's you know he's he's the number one man. He's fantastic at what he does together with Sue. Uh, who, who who works with them? They're they're a great team behind the scenes. They get all the data out, but they put a really good human face on their reporting. Uh, the key key aspect of this is Sal together. You know, Scottish athletics together. There's a whole belief about all aspects of of Scottish athletics coming together and being being one kind of family, as it were. Um, and and he he really displays that ethos. He pulls it out in his interviews. If you just listen to any of his interviews, or you've been interviewed by him, you'll you'll recognise the professionalism uh, mm-hmm. that that's there, and and also just the way he guides people through things. So I've got I've got nothing but respect uh, for him. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I agree wholeheartedly with that. That I've been interviewed by him once, eh? Um, and that that was. Uh, that was when was that? It was when I won the trail running champs, the short course, I think it was, and I, I felt like I, yeah, I was just like, why are you phoning me? You know, <laughs> so that that was many many years ago, and uh, yeah, I don't think I'll ever be interviewed by anyone anyone that that like that again. But it's always good. Yeah, to, you never to know. You never know after your monument. You never mile, know. Eh? That's it. You never know. There's a, there's a lot higher than this monument mile. PBs interviews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, let, let's speak about. Let's speak about the women's metric mile then, the metric mile, 1,500 metres. So, again, uh, in, in the heats, um, uh, respectable runs by uh, Megan Davies, who was maybe, would maybe be a wee bit disappointed that, that she didn't get closer to the final. Um, and the other athlete that was there was uh, that didn't qualify was Hannah Anderson, whom I've just started coaching, although Hannah really had a positive race and that she put herself in the mix. She was, you know, it would always been a major challenge for her to qualify. She was there to get experience and she ran a PB. Uh, and you can't you can't ah. ask for more than that. You know, no. for an athlete to go to a championship, 
put herself on the line, uh, run as hard as, as her current fitness allows and, and come away with a PB. And you can only build on that. So that's great, great experience. So going going to the final, we had three finalists, three Scottish finalists. So we had Laura Muir, we had Eloise Walker and we had, had Jenny Selman. And it, again, it was one of one of these races, these championship 1500s that tends to dawdle a bit. Um, I think it was around uh, 225 uh, through uh, 800 metres, Kyle. That's maybe something that you'll be able to replicate in your Monument Mile. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> that would be a 450 oh. mile. Oh, uh, well, I, I'll, uh, I have run, uh, I, I ran 442 at the Union Street Mile last year. However, it's it's net downhill, short, so, you know, short and downhill. Is, is <laughs> yeah, short exactly, yeah. Miles will be listening to this. Uh, <laughs> well, if he's listening yeah, to yeah. it, you can make it the right distance. <laughs> I thought it was fine. I, I'm sure it was a mile, was it not? Was it short? Surely not. So, you know, no, I don't think it'll be short, but you're right, it is a bit downhill, you know, and, and it's definitely uh, downhill, like, but I'll take it, I'll take it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You have a little, you're a not power of 10, and power of 10 is have a little A for assisted. But uh, without any disrespect, Kyle, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm, you were never going to be using that to qualify for a major championship, so I think it's all right, <laughs> it was a bit downhill. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you never know, eh? <laughs> So um, yeah, so it went through in 2:25, and and you could sense that everybody was just waiting for Laura to make a move, and she exploded from about 600 to go. You could just see her exploding out of the pack, uh, and run that that next 200 very hard. And we can discuss whether that might have been just a bit too hard, given given the eventual result. And Katie Snowden was the only one who followed her. Now Katie's run close to four minutes, virtually bang on four minutes uh, this year. Uh, she hasn't raced for a couple of weeks. She's clearly very strong. Uh, she's run decent longer races, so she's got her strength there too. Um, and so Katie, Katie actually went with her, um, although she was still a bit behind uh, with, with 400 to go, and just chipped away and chipped away and chipped away. And then coming up the last 100, she was getting closer and closer, and we were all willing Laura to, you know, to get to the line and for the tape to to, to come first. But unfortunately, that that wasn't to be. And um, Katie, Katie, you know, went through and 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 took her by just under a second or so. So, um, you know, probably mixed fortunes, and we can have a wee chat about that in a second. Uh, kudos to uh, Eloise Walker. Eloise finished very strongly in fifth place. The rest of the field were well done. El- um, Ellie Baker uh, was in uh, fourth place. Um, and so Eloise fifth. Uh, and uh, Jenny was a bit further down. She's not currently firing on all cylinders for uh, for a number of reasons. So, so the key question in that 1500 for me is, did Laura kick too hard, too soon? Mm. Um, so, so that's a key question. And I don't know whether you remember back in Mo Farah's first 10,000 metres championship when he, he was he was uh, beaten into silver medal by an Ethiopian whose name has completely escaped me. Um, but but Mo took it on with 500 to go and he kicked way too hard. 
and and he mm-hmm. just died I a little bit of that. that last fifty, and 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 yeah. then was beaten. And and I think that's it's it's a question of how you distribute your your effort. Um, and you know you've got an anaerobic speed reserve, so that that's basically the the amount of of uh, anaerobic energy that you have over yeah. that last piece that you can fully express in in that period of time. Um, and if you, you it's got a technical name in in running. It's called the D prime. And the D prime just means that's the distance that you can you know in 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 the race. What's if you were to then go full out, what's the distance that you can last before you have to stop? It's called the D prime. Ah. Uh, in cycling, it's called the yeah. W prime or the wattage prime. Um, so, so, so basically, the whole idea is for any of these, you cruise through at your lowest lactate possible uh, in these yeah. races. So that's the whole like the training should have you cruise through at your lowest lactate so that you can kick kick hard. But you've got to be careful about how you 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 you, you kind of. Uh, meet that out over the course of the distance that you're kicking, and and I haven't got a watch on it, but somebody somebody did say Laura possibly ran her that 200 close to 27 seconds. I'd be kind of surprised if it was if it was that quick, but it certainly looked very quick, and um, and and so I I kind of wondered that she could have still taken the lead, she could have still run hard. What would have happened if she'd run a second, a second and a half slower over that that. Uh, but so, so why do you think she did that then? Was she because she was clearly she she was the what she you know she I think she, she that it wasn't a fast race she wasn't there for the time. Did she want to stamp some authority? Did she maybe think she had it had more in the legs? Did she, you know what what, well, what well, she, through yeah, there? So, yeah, so I I, I I think probably she pre-planned it that she was going to strike hard with six hundred to go if it was a slow race and and that was a plan in her mind that that, that I think. And and, that, and that's a great plan, you know. There's no issues about the plan, um, and and often when you go, it's a really fine dividing line between have you gone just a bit too hard or or just hard enough. Um, and mm. if you do that with 450 to go, it's maybe not so bad. But 600 to go, I I, I personally think you've got to be really careful about how you man- manage that. So what I what I kind of like to see is if folk go from about 600 to go, they take the lead going into into that top bend um, and and they're able and, and they should just hold off whoever's you know on their shoulder, make them run a little bit wide, but but yeah. not be at full speed. I, I think that if you get you treat it as three by 200, two, 200 fast, 200 faster, and then 200 as fast as you can possibly go. You know, you wind it up um, rather than do it the reverse way, you know, 200 really fast and then try and hold on. Um, but, hey, I, I, it's not it, I'm not criticising Laura. It's, and, and I would certainly never do that. I think she is one of Scotland's most formidable competitors. You know, I saw her in the warm up. She is she's like steel. You know, she is focused. She's determined. She gets a race head on and um, she's she's got all that pre-race preparation, uh, you, you know, all, all of those mental strategies. And, and she, for me, she's a poster girl. Uh, for for, mm-hmm. for for the mental application and and you know okay. even even if Laura's not uh, not in the best of shape and you know, she wasn't at the best of shape at the European indoors 
uh, earlier this year, but she still won. You know, she still put herself yeah. in a position to win. And and she's that kind of, you know, inwardly, fiercely independent character in a race who can, you know, when the chips are down, um, you, you can count on her. So I've got, you know, full kudos to, 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 to Laura for, for taking it on. Um, and, um, and you know, good, good luck to her in the World Championship. She's got, you know, about six weeks to go um, before the World. And I'm sure that she'll... Um, yeah, I don't think there's much to turn around for her. I think it's more strategy rather than fitness. So, so I think yeah. she's in a great place, a great place. Yeah, nice. it'll be so, exciting to see what she does. And you're right. I mean, it it just takes a uh, something slightly doing something slightly different to change the layout or the outcome of the race. It's uh, from yeah. a you know a, a great example of from you know, like a, a, an 800 all the way through to ultras, it, it can all change, can't it? It's uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and doing something and it's slightly always, different. Yeah, there's always uncertainty. You know, you, you, you're making a commitment to do something and the, the, the result always hangs on the balance until the line's crossed. Uh, so there's yeah. there's always there's always a, a degree of uncertainty that you've got to cope with, you know, both physically and, and, and psychologically. Um, if we move to the women's 5k, uh, that was quite a slow race most of the way through until Jess John, uh, Warner Judd uh, took, it, took it on. And she took it on, she didn't go that fast to start with, and then she just gradually turned the screw and she she won it really quite easily uh, in about 15.53, I think it was. So quite quite a slow race, really. I mean, she ran 15:05. Was it last weekend or the weekend before? Um, uh-huh. in, in one in one of the um, European races. Uh, so so well well below her current season's best. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Steph Twell. Um, and I don't know whether you've ever had Steph on. We have, uh, yeah. On we have. Yeah. Just been on. Yeah. yeah. She came on after she. After she made a marathon, after she qualified for the marathon team, that's when she first came on. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, lot, lot of respect uh, for Steph. She's, I mean, she's, she's run internationally from fifteen hundred to marathon, all, all yeah. distances, um, and and performed exceptionally well. Um, she's had some ups and downs, um, in in more recent times, uh, but. She was saying after the race that she's on her way back and she's she's doing the kind of things that we've discussed before in the past, Kyle, which is that, yeah. you know, even if you're going to be running marathons or, or, or ultras, you need to start maybe with with several weeks of just getting faster uh, at more 5k yeah. pace and then extend that to 10k and half marathon and, and move it up. And that's exactly what, what Steph's doing. She wanted to. Uh, you know, put some markers down over 5k. She's been doing quite a bit of 5k training to get that element of her physiology, you know, back to to where it's previously been. And yeah. her, her aim is to run is is to be running a marathon. Now I don't know exactly which marathon that will be, but uh, but mm. but that that's her aim, and she's going to work through the distances to to lead up to that. But she's she seemed very positive. 
um, and really quite um, focused and committed to to getting back into good marathon shape. So so that that was really good That's to cool. see. I've got a lot of respect for us when athletes like that. You know, she's a name. She doesn't need to turn up at Manchester at Sports City for the British Champs, but she in a distance that's not her main focus at the moment. But she to toe the line. You know, put your ego aside. I think that's uh, a big, yeah. big respect for that. Okay, and just a, a, a mention for Kirsty Walker, uh, who was also in the race. She also runs uh, for Edinburgh. Uh, she actually had the lead at one point, uh, and oh, nice. uh, you know, so just good experience to to be in those kind of races. I always I always find that the women's fifteen hundred, uh, the women's five thousand in particular. It's it's always a bit of a disappointment in terms of the times. It's often quite fascinating in terms of the tactics. Uh, but if you if you're going down uh, as someone who's likely to finish, you know, who's not not ranked high and therefore not not likely to finish in the high echelons, it, it usually is quite a difficult race because the first you know two to three k tends to dawdle a bit and then and then everybody goes lights out at the front of the field and and big yeah. big gaps occur because because you know the bottom line is if you want if you want to be a top class 5k runner you have to have good 1500 and 800 pbs because that's oh that's what will decide the races at the end of the day um, yeah especially so, if it's tactical as well eh? yeah yeah so yeah, and look, just you know, on the men's side, just look at Ingebrigtsen, who who runs pretty fast over 5k, as well as two-mile world record holder uh, and uh, 1500 euro record holder. So crazy. So, so yeah, I think that's. So that's what I, I think that's that's as, as much as I kind of prepared. That's, that's very good. Like it's yeah. probably. Do you know what? That's probably the most someone's you know as Tom and I in terms of our prep. That's the most someone's done as an in as a as a host for a while. So it's the first time. Some, it's the first time since when was the last time one of us first time since the National Cross where we've had eyes on the ground. I know what the West Ham way recently <laughs> as well, but recently we've had Aye. a lot. Of, it's good to have eyes on the ground actually at the at the at these events. Ah, oh, absolutely. Well, so no, I was I was really insightful. I think it's uh, it's good. Like it, it's it is a prestigious event. Like the UK Champs Track and Field Athletics, yeah. it should be celebrated. And the fact that you've got a lot of like you know your Olympian Olympic champion, you know medalists, Scottish Olympic medalists, all the way through to your young rising stars going to the the senior. UK champs for the first time and and getting PBs and yeah. and and you you've obviously seen that and and you never know it could be another one of those athletes that could just be exactly what they needed to get to the next level you know so it's uh, it would have been exciting to see and I'm sure the development of those athletes will will continue um so no that sounds, that sounds really good so no thanks for sharing that and doing the research so. Awesome. No so, so what about you can you so, can you can send me on other events if you wish. Uh, well, the TRS, TRS budget is uh, is is fairly light at the moment, but we can have a look at it. One just more on, shorts. That's true. Actually, yeah. If you want to send more of us to events, one just more on the on the nature of championships. One thing that um I wanted to bring up was just because there's a Scottish interest was the World Para Champs in Paris. Yeah. 
Um, and you know, we it's good to, to cover broad, broad thing. And, that, and Maria Lyle and Sammy Kinghorn were out there. I know particularly Carl, you you know Sammy well through your work. Um, and that was great to see bronze for Maria on the 200, and then Sammy, who was captain of the team, actually um, was uh, 800 in the in in there for the for meddling. So really strong to see a bronze and a silver come there. Um, and I guess being in Paris as well, that must be you know that's knowing that a year's time they're going to be over there for the World Power Championships. Hopefully, sorry, the Olympic, the Paralympics. Bigger Olympics. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. That was I didn't realize until I, I actually didn't realize until after the event that it was the World Power Championships. So yeah, it's cool. Cool, it's in Paris and great to see two Scottish uh, performances there a year out from the the Olympics. And um, yeah. I, I think there was also uh, Gavin Drysdale as well. He 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 was he also medaled um, at the same. I, I think it was uh, in Ra- Rafi Sol- Solomon. Um, so Gavin won the gold, um, and Rafi Solomon w- got a silver in the T seventy two hundred meters, uh, meters as well. Yeah. So, so that's that's fantastic. It's a European um, record, yeah. Was, was that a European record? Oh, of course, sir. So it was. Yeah, that's great. Um, and uh, you know, one one of my old buddies, uh, David Fee, is is Gavin's coach. So well done uh, to oh, David great. for for supporting Gavin. Uh, David was a. a uh, just in my kind of you know age group, he, he was a hill runner such as myself, and you know is, is a very good uh, cross country ten k runner in his own right. Um, not sure if he's doing much at, at the moment, but yeah, good guy. So well done, David, as well as uh, Gavin and, and Rafi uh, as well. So awesome. Uh, I don't think I think it's still ongoing the 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 champs, but if there's anything else, we is can it? report cool. it into the next episode as well. So good stuff. Other, well, yeah, keeping the results train going on the weekend. There, it was the um, the Scottish Athletics Masters. There was an open championship there, and just there's a lot of there was a only because we've got a few had a few clubmates down there caught my eye. Um, the five thousand um, M thirty five. We'll go, we'll give a few age categories shouts. We like to do that. Um, Daryl Hasty for the win. Galahar is there on M thirty five fifteen eleven. Close followed by. Grant Bailey, East Kilbride in 15.33, Alistair Scott, 15.41, Shelton in third place, and then an honourable mention to our clubmate Jim Toll, 15.43, good to see Jim coming back there in fourth. Um, and the, the I was wanting to talk about the W40 as well, Michelle Sanderson, who we've yet to get on to us, that's someone I really speak to, first home there, 17.52, yeah. Jim Smiley, um, 18.58, and then Admiral Mason, who we have spoken to before. We should get Avril back on actually. Nineteen ten, there. Oh, very good, very good. Um, and that so that was was that just M four? Is it W M four E? Is it? So it's. Do you know? I I lose track a little bit of these of some of these uh these of these open events. There's there a lot of them. There's it was the special title was the Scottish Lights Combined Events Mass and Parallel Success Open. I don't know what that is as an event i just know that it's a lot of the, there's a lot of running and a lot of people seem to get down and enjoy it and there was a bit of coverage on it so if anyone knows it then what does it count for what is it what titles are being handed out i'd love to know uh i should know but i don't um i i think i think for me um the, the thing that i'm sure last year the masters champs was um 40 plus but it, it must have changed again 
to 35 and over. So I didn't know that. So we could have taken part in that, Tommy. We could have taken part. Missed opportunity. Could have given good old Daryl a run for his money. Unless I'm not, was, I, I, don't, I see what Daryl's running. There's no way I'm giving a run for money now. Maybe in a, maybe in a couple <laughs> months' time once this build continues. I, I, I could have taken I could have taken part, but I, I'd have been at the very far end of all the categories. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to take uh, And I might only have been the one competitor. <laughs> But that's interesting. So Kyle and I are like, we are, you may have noticed this, Kyle and I are like, I'm three days older than Kyle. Is it three days? So like in terms of like age. A lot wiser. A lot wiser. Maybe a lot wiser, a lot less, sadly a lot less running Palmares than Kyle. But so in terms of age graded, there's nothing, I mean, I'd like to claim the three days gives me a slight, surely a slight age grading disadvantage. But actually now, Lewis, this introduces the, with you now, this introduces the concept of age grading. That's, is the metric we should be after. The old, uh, (laughs) the, what is it? The WAGA, the, the WAGA score, the, the, yeah, I can't remember what the name of the score is, but I, I, it's quite interesting to to make that comparison. But all, all it is 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 a comparison, isn't it? It doesn't it doesn't yeah. count for anything. It oh, maybe yeah. feeds your ego a little bit when you think, <laughs> yeah. well, my my time was statistically better than. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you could do that though, like yeah. you know, Lewis. If you start doing events and time events, then we could do a little like who who got the Waga, the best Waga score this yeah. week. Wagga wagga. Do that. Let me go to wagga wagga. Wagga wagga. Yeah. Wagga wagga. Wagga wagga. Yeah, exactly. Think of the Sesame Street here. Wagga wagga. Anyway. Result wise, I think that was all uh, I was keen to catch up on. Um, There was another, um, before we move to the more local ones, um, the other bit of news I wanted to put out, which I thought was cool because uh, was, as Lewis knows, an early thing for me i'm looking towards is really london 24 is on is on the mind marathon i see that scottish athletics have confirmed that will be the marathon champs for scotland Ah. next year which is very cool and i like that because as a club perspective that is we i feel like in a scottish club if you've got three guys under 230 you've got a shot at a team medal so that like and so kyle i mean metro i mean we'll have a, a few boys going down i'm sure way under there but that's uh that's really interesting for both of us to to lace up i mean i need to qualify first i don't know if i've got a qualification of course, yeah you don't have a half time although do you? i think my, you could run 72 30 was, could you not my, i don't know like um the way i was going yesterday it didn't feel like it uh-huh. i think i'd be i think my tallahassee would 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 get me in which is two there you go five so i'm oh, okay yeah, of course it would i'm safe of course it would. I'll, th- I'll think about it tommy i'll think about it i might have to be pulled convinced slightly um but i think debbie's wanting to she's keen on doing london too so that might just be that's you know the 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 nod you know uh providing we get some babysitters uh so uh we'll we'll see but no i I think that's it's definitely it is the quickest course isn't it it's one of the fastest courses in the world london isn't it like there's no there's no doubt about it uh and, as long I mean, as you I've don't go it. too fast in the first half, that that yeah. then right. bit after three miles can three suck miles. in a wee bit. There's nothing yeah. better than when yeah. you see people sail past you, like who are putting in a big push early on. And you think, "I'll see you later, son," as they cruise past <laughs> you in that third mile. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, I just thought it was really good. good for, that, well done, Scottish Athletics, for getting that out now, because I know a lot of a lot of people, a lot of club members do look towards that as a as a. A reason that they might go to London, so that's that's cool that that's confirmed now. Um, and to be honest, it actually is a bit. It shows the 
the sad situation we have in terms of marathons in Scotland at the moment. I mean, I think Loch Ness, you've obviously run that a few times, Kyle. That's it's a great event and it's great that yeah. it goes there. But Edinburgh, I don't know I don't know what, why they... I've never run Edinburgh. It doesn't really appeal to me that much, but I don't know why Edinburgh's... I've never known it to have the Scottish champs. Sterling had it a couple of years. Obviously, we don't have a Glasgow one. Loch Ness has had it. I don't know why it's never been Edinburgh. Maybe it has and we weren't aware. I don't think it has. I don't think. Um, yeah. No. I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I suppose you know the organizers of these events. It it belongs there. That's it's their event, isn't it? And yeah. You know, there's maybe, I yeah, suppose reasons it, yeah. for for not you know maybe being uh, approached or approaching Scottish Athletics or something like that. You know. Um. But I mean, I think I I I quite like the fact that it's in London because. Yeah, you know, you can only do, you can't do that many marathons anyway. And there's at the moment there isn't really any big marathons in 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 Scotland, is there? Like you know, big fast ones, and and even Loch Ness. I mean, you know, I, I, is what's is Loch Ness? I mean, I don't know. I I, I still get a bit lost in the the official. Is it legal or I mean, Lewis might be able to help us here? But what is the official stance of like? If you were to run a world record at Loch Ness, would it count, or would it just be I think it, assisted? I think it would be counted as an an assisted race. Mm. Um, yeah, that that first down down uh, section has got about a thousand foot drop. <laughs> yeah. Um, and but it's not and, really and, like it's, find... it's, it's hard. It, it is hard. I mean, Dougie yeah. Selman, uh, I coached won it last uh, last time out. Um, but but Dougie said it was a hard it was a hard event and you you've run it Kyle two or three times and yeah. and it it's you know the first half gets you through quite quickly then it's very undulating and then there's some sickening hills towards the end uh, yeah. about six oh, miles yeah. out there's a there's a hill that seems to go on forever oh, um, it's horrible horrible yeah yeah like I, I remember cy- like I remember cycling down to meet you. Uh, on that a couple That's of right. times. Oh, on, I was on my mountain bike. Yeah. Um, I remember that. Came, Come on, Kyle, can I move on? What are you doing? <laughs> why, are you, why are you walking? Why are you going eight minute yeah. miles? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that. That was, I think, I, I've always ran okay in Loch Ness. I think. Yeah, no, um, you, you, you were, I think you were a second and a third there, have you not? I think something like that, yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, maybe you need to come back this year and try and put the put the, the other number to rest but uh you know i'm all talk sometimes i need to execute uh that's the key yeah so yeah i know that yeah i know that <laughs> so, so kyle how is the recovery going from uh from the west Ham way i haven't spoken to you since uh we caught up afterwards are you are you recovered what have you done since you've are you running you, well, obviously sta- men, you teased us with some session you're doing at the moment I'm standing up, but you know this is the first time I've kind of stood up uh, and and chatted to to you guys. I feel like I'm at the pub, which is which is kind of where I feel, you know, I should be after doing these events and and just you know having some time off and not running. But I feel um I want to I want to get back into it. Like I've been trying to get back to running. Um, uh, I, my my run my sessions haven't been fast, but they've just I just want to get an effort. You know, just a a bit of a sweat on and and just you know hopefully it'll start to come to me but you know we talked about how you know in a bit more detail last week on what my thoughts were and what happened and and I, you know I still feel a bit there's definitely residual fatigue from it 
still. Um, but uh, but um, yeah, I, I, I think in in the in the in the short term, um, I, I want to just do some local races and just enjoy going to uh, you know the I don't know like um, let me think the Crunch series or something and doing a nice. little Crunch race, you know, like that sort of thing, or or doing the the fungal hill race in a boin, little things like that. So Kyle, like you, just... you mentioned something to me in a WhatsApp the other day. Is that happening? Oh, the Ben Rennes one. I, ben you know Rennes from Five Tops. I, I, I think it was. It, do you know what? It, I, I that shout is savage. To, uh, that hill race. I, I shout out. I saw it was promoted on Scottish Athletics. Uh, they they're doing a it's the North District Championships for for hill running. Um, so so maybe you know it's it's a savage race like but. It's a long way to go when you're not feeling fit. I mean, I went out for a run with Eddie Onions this morning, uh, you know, just up Kareni Hill, uh, which is a few miles away from my house. And I just, you know, I felt like I had to speed walk up the this hill that I used to just, you know, run, run, you know, eat for breakfast, you know. And like, it was just a, it was a real challenge this morning, but it was like 6 a.m., mind you. So that could be another reason. Uh, and I also did a session yesterday, which is kind of like my second one. But one important thing for me is uh, the wee man, Lo- Logan, he he did his first uh, park run yesterday. Not yesterday, on Very Sunday. Very good. Uh, he, he turned four last week uh, and you have to be four to enter park run. So we created an account the day of his birthday. And there he is. He's He, he ran, a, what did he run? He ran fifteen twenty seven for two k. I knew you would have a time on it. I knew it. Twenty seven for for five k. Two k. Two k. Yeah, well, 2K. I mean that, that's, that's actually quite a good um, a good uh, benchmark, well, uh, isn't it? Uh, 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 you know what? I'm going to get social work on to you, Kyle. I think <laughs> this might be a bit of kind of you know parent pressure. Uh, Who said it was potential? You know, I know I've got a lot of friends who've had their kids go to park run. I've n- none of them have ever told me their time before the junior park run time. But what I think, what yeah, I think, yeah. in, in, um, I mean, I, you know, it's nothing, it, it doesn't matter what the time is, but that's like an 11 doesn't. minute That's mile. why you mentioned it. <laughs> it's an 11 minute, like, I mean, he was, again, he was like, what, there's 130 people or kids that were taking part um, on, you know, on Sunday at Duthie Park, which is in Aberdeen, which is incredible. Like, it was such yeah. a good vibe. Like, and, you know, Logan, he never, he, he ran the whole way, essentially. The only time he stopped was when I went for a wee pee, you know? He was like, where did daddy go? I was like, we're having a quick pee, you know? And, and, and you know, away from my everyone, it was fine. Yeah, it doesn't park. Saying, well, it's a toilet, so it's okay. I got in. Oh, right, okay. Um, but anyway, he, uh, but he ran the whole way. And he he didn't, he said to us, like, yeah, I need to focus. And he was using his arms like this, you know, like emphasizing his arm action. Um, didn't care where he was, like, in the in the race. He was just like, we didn't push him. Like, he just ran and enjoyed it. And that's what it's about, isn't it? It's enjoyable. But one thing yeah, that's it's, interesting. It, it's got to be, yeah, it's got to be enjoyable. So that's, that's point number Absolutely. one. Point number two yeah. is, is for all children up until adolescence, they need a diversity of sports, you know, not just one yeah. sport. Uh, they need to be exposed to the fun and the joy of, you know, both individual and team activity. And it's just fun and enjoyment yeah. rather than being competitive and kind of winning and losing. Um, and and you certainly don't want to turn into the kind of football dad, uh, oh, Kyle. That, that, uh, no, no. Uh, it's, it's trying not. to get your yeah. son into the, into the Premier <laughs> League. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why that? Yeah, no, it's it's definitely not me. But uh, no, it, it, you know, we we did say if he enjoys it, that's great. And the same with all the other sports. It was it was good to see. It was good fun. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, that was that's as much as I've got to say in in my training um, and and you know lack of racing. But I'm 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 biting at the bit to get back. That's for sure. What about oh, yeah, you? Good. What about you, Tommy? What's what's next for you then? We know what so, Lewis is doing. Yeah. So I had a bit of so June was honestly was a disaster and I, I'm not going to list out the you, everyone knows the life excuses and all that and but the what I was I was Oslo Edinburgh kids to teething blah 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 but what was really good was I kind of feel like even in weeks when I got like I was just you know I got a, not the running I was looking for literally like three or four runs in the week I was getting a session in I was getting some you know and I feel like I was felt not great anyway I feel like I've turned a corner since last week. I got a full week, uh, although mileage not great. I've been on the bike a lot. Actually, I, I did the, you know, we did five ferries, which was good, although a reason to be away from running. And I feel yeah. that I feel there's a little bit of zip coming back in. So like the when we when Lewis and I first spoke and we got the the sort of the se- session I was going to be doing for the next six for the sort of first six week block, and I I started off with eight by two minutes, and I it was a warm night, and I toiled, I really toiled through it, and I was hit, I was oh. like clinging on to like sort of. 325 a k going oh this is just this is what this is what i was sort of finishing marathon pace runs at a month or two ago all come back to right through the sort of sequence and i'm eight by two again last night and i felt i'm feeling a bit of zip again and i'm feeling that i've actually got like i can actually i always find maybe it's just my head but i feel like there's a mo there's a period when i'm when you feel rubbish and i only have one i have two gears slow or fast and I feel suddenly now I've got a range of gears again that I can actually go and I can, there is a, it's come back over the last four weeks. There's a difference between, a, I actually can, I have a, I can run at a threshold and at a faster pace. But do you ever feel that feeling when you kind of like, I just feel like I can only, I can't, I don't have that differentiator. It's like the minute you pick up the pace, it's just like, it's, anyway, I don't know. It's, it's since Manchester, yeah. I've really like, I've not, a bit too much time out, not just, anyway, enough whining the good news is i feel better again i feel like i've got a bit of zip we've got this 10k a week on sunday the helen tipping 10k in wrexham which is english oh, nice. champ so it'll be a big a big field which is and i'm a bit frustrated actually because i'm realizing that would have been pretty good to go into in good shape but I, i'm we'll see it will be a very good benchmark actually for the sort of for the summer yeah, yeah. and then moving on and and see what we can find maybe a 10k later in the summer and then still circling in on a half in manchester in october so i feel like again yeah, june right off but july started better so not so bad i'm, I'm gonna like chip it. in a wee bit let me chip in a wee bit about self-monitoring okay so so oh, you get, you're getting a significant bit of feedback here from your body when, when folk tell me that oh i'm running really slow i'm trying to run faster it's awful i can't my advice is well that's what your body's telling you right now that's what you know go at a slow pace mm. you will build mitochondria you'll still build fitness you'll still build mitochondria in your muscle go at the slow pace because that's you'll build that and you will recover and mm. you know the other thing that people do when they feel they're toiling at, at faster speeds is simply that they're just going too too fast for themselves at this moment in time back off a little bit Get the session done, but don't but don't kill it. Don't don't think you've got to be running times that you were running six months ago or a year ago. You know, mm-hmm. to try not to compare to compare that. Go go by effort. 
you know, if, you, if you're doing threshold effort, if you've got a kind of perceived exertion scale, let's say it's one to 10, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially for, you know, if you're at threshold, it's a five, five or a six. If you're starting to go seven or eight and it's maybe a threshold session, you're going too fast, you know? Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and a lot of your easy run should be a five, four or a five. You know, you should feel that mm-hmm. that it's easy to convert. You, you should actually feel, hey, this is just a bit too easy. But but that that will actually help you recover and develop. And you know, you really need to go at an eight or a nine out of ten. Um, you know, maybe when you're in the sharpening phase, having done a good good base. But you know, if you're going sevens for a five to ten k session then you know out of ten then that's probably you're actually better doing just holding back a bit not running quite as fast as you think you should because that will build you as soon as you start going a few seconds too fast for what you're capable of you destroy the rest of your session and Mm. you 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 then don't recover so that's the other thing you go too hard for your current rate of recovery. So instead of recovering in 48 or 72 hours, it takes you four or five days before you're ready again. Mm, you know, yeah. so, so you just, you, you know, so a lot of this for, for many athletes, I'm not saying this is you, Tom, but it's about ego, you know. Uh, oh, I can't, I, I, I can't allow myself to run this slow. That's not me. Um, mm-hmm. But but it actually will do you so much good in the longer term if you accept where you're currently at and build on that you, you're like I said within three or four mm-hmm. weeks and, and and you're basically saying that you know you've been three or four up and down weeks and now it's starting to click again for you mm-hmm. and that, that's the usual kind of time frame um that's so 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 just just kind of you know just be easy on yourself and you know don't mm-hmm. don't beat yourself up uh, over this just you know do do what you can Keep keep it within reasonable limits, and you will continue to build. So, uh, end, end of sermon. Sorry. You know, I'll, <laughs> how many I'll, people do you think? I mean, I mean, uh, how many people do you think you're just doing that? You know, a threshold right now. Who've just listened to that and thought, shit. I was <laughs> not. Yeah. Down. <laughs> I hope there is probably a lot. I would imagine. Has. And if you are, let us know, and hopefully, uh, you know, I'll just yeah. show that Lewis has changed someone's uh, uh, okay. training. Okay. Uh, Mode. Yeah, your threshold improves by running at threshold or or slower than threshold. Your threshold rarely improves by running much faster than threshold yeah. pace. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to leave it there because I, I just thing, feel like I'm, I'm preaching a bit. <laughs> no, one yeah, thing no, I'd like no, to no, feedback on is I've been doing so one thing in June that I know it was sort of derailed my running, but I. It was I'll enjoy it, and as much as I'm t- daily at the moment, just glued to the tour. I've been on the bike a lot actually, and uh, yeah. whether it be did the you know rode at Stonehaven, so that was a which is always a good fun sort of seventy mile lumpy ride of a kind of mount, and then five ferries, which is a more of a leisurely one, but with some efforts touring around Arran and up around that sort of uh, that part of the world, and then a bit of bike commuting, and I'm finding that that is like. It's it's been easy to squeeze that in, and my legs feel strong again with that, you know, because I guess with the bike I would never really quite often easily go out for three or four hours, and that's and I think oh I haven't got a long run this weekend, but I'm also feeling saying well you've still been out on the bike, you know it's still it's not lost, it's maybe not as if I was in a you know it's 
okay sun, it's summer i'm inspired by the tour that's what's that's what's distracting me but what what does that do for a runner getting like a long biking um yeah, maybe so in think, place of I a think, run yeah so i think that's good you know i think it's top up endurance you know but but it's known weight bearing so it's mm. it's muscular it's known weight bearing you're not affecting your joints uh, to, to anywhere near the same degree there's a bit of recovery in it if you go too hard on the bike though you will get you will get a muscular significant muscular fatigue but mm-hmm. you know if you step back a bit you often get get um, triathletes who are, who are really good runners but if you look at their training um, what often happens is they've got two specific run sessions say Tuesday and Saturday but they've got a long four to six hour bike ride on the Sunday they're not doing a long mm-hmm. run because that long endurance event on the bike actually has a similar function and they would be stupid to try and run a 20 miler as well mm-hmm. at some time during the week so so triathletes have to you know they're 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 balancing three events um which which are are endurance based in in the main uh two of them are known weight bearing so they're they're good mm. for building an aerobic base uh whilst your legs are are recovering so i i, I actually think cycling's great and we're going to speak about the european under 23s in in, in a couple of minutes because we've got some mm. athletes coming up there and one of the athletes i coach there um has has been quite injury prone and we've used a lot of um elliptical trainer and bike to to get top up endurance um you know in order to to make sure that that she does get continuity of training and can can actually be racing so i i i think i think more and more coaches are starting to look at that kind of top up endurance uh, and and use it and 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 if you Elliot Elliot Giles um, spoke uh, on an, an interview around his elliptigo trainer and he's got an elliptigo that that has a front bracket that allows the legs to be in a much more running type position and he and his coach have developed uh, significant sessions. Uh, around that in in place of his running sessions so and we spoke we spoke about about earlier in the in the program but so there's a number of ways in which you can customize your your your, your training so i i think top up top up cycling is good my wife and i were out we're in Abbey Moor just now we were out for a 40 minute bike ride uh, nice. at, uh about six o'clock um as well as my two runs earlier in the day, I'll get that in my 7 a.m. run job. and my my uh, 12 o'clock run. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but but yeah, but but it's good it's good to do because it, it does help recovery. That's good to know. There you go. Look at that. I feel Boom. great. So so do so before we go then, will we uh will, under will we 23s under chat about then that the yeah, yeah go for it. So, go ahead, Lewis. So the under the, yeah, the Euro under 23s uh, starts tomorrow. It's in Finland, in Helsinki, um, or a, a suburb of of Helsinki. And three weeks ago was the um, well, it was the English Championships, under 23 Championships, which is basically the UK Championships. And we've got seven Scots who were selected. Uh, so that's a, a record equal, um, you, you know, in terms of the numbers and. 
Um, on the Scottish Athletics site that folk can go and have a, have a wee look at, it's, it's got the timetable of events. So uh, basically starts tomorrow. We've got sprinter Alison Bell uh, in the women's uh, 100 and, and Alison's running well. We've got Brodie Young in the men's 400. He's he's really uh, uh, coming to be a force to be reckoned with over 400. So, so they're on tomorrow morning. And then we've got our our kind of 5K stalwarts, uh, Megan Keith, whom you know well, and yeah. Eloise Walker. So El- Eloise got you know was running 1500 this this past weekend. She's doing the 5K. Uh, they're both I think they're probably second and third or second and fourth in the European standards. Um, so that should be a really good race. It's on at 6:35 tomorrow evening our time. Um, is my understanding. Uh, Finland's two two hours ahead, uh, but the European Athletics Channel will, will have that on live. So that's so that's tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, uh, Brody and Al- and and Alison make their, their respective finals, which are on on Friday. Uh, then on on Saturday we've got um, Sarah Calvert, uh, whom whom I've coached for a wee while. Uh, running the the women's 1500 first round, so Sarah's she's probably about eight or ninth ranked in Europe. But these, as we've said before, these races tend to be quite tactical. And Sarah's also run a 203 800 uh, uh, just over two weeks ago, so she's in good neck. She's got a good turn of pace. She's got a strong, fast 200 tour. So if it's a tactical race. Uh, in in well the tactical race in the heats you, you know I'm hopeful that that they uh, should be able to cope with that without without any problem. Um, later on that day we've got another stalwart Sarah Tate whom, whom we probably mention quite frequently on on the show. Sarah's involved in a lot of things, but particularly uh, steeplechase has been at the forefront of the 3,000 meter steeplechase. It says 300 meter steeplechase on the. Uh, <laughs> uh, on the program, but but it is it is three thousand. So so Sarah Tate's uh, uh, you know in that another it's a strong field. Uh, I'm hoping uh, that she'll be able to dip under ten minutes. Um, and then we've got the women's ten thousand final. We've got Alice Goodall. So Alice runs for um, Edinburgh University, and Alice has been running really well. I mean Alice uh, finished in the top. 10 at the World Marathon, eh, sorry, the World Mountain Championships uh, recently. Right. Uh, she was the first yeah. UK yeah, finisher. Yeah, so the f- fantastic run. She she won the 10,000 metre trial, low 32s. Uh, so she's in the 10,000 metre final, and I think Alice will run very strongly. Uh, and and she, is, she is a strong, redoubtable uh, runner. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful she. Uh, can can perform up to expectations, and and with it being in Finland and and in northern Europe, uh, hopefully the temperatures will 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 be okay. And then uh, we're hoping on on Sunday that Sarah's in the final of the women's fifteen hundred uh, at four twenty five pm, and and we'll see what what she can do. The Sarah Healy from Ireland is is in that race. Now Sarah's run four oh one. Sarah Healy. For for fifteen hundred, she's about seven or eight seconds ahead of the rest of the field. So she's a almost a nailed on favourite. She's an international athlete in her own right. She goes to all the big events. So so um, 
it would be a, a, a challenge to, to beat her. But you never know what's going to happen in if it's a slower run tactical race and, and a bit of a burn up over over the last three or four hundred metres. Um, so, yeah. So and and I think you know Euro under 23s is a is a really good stepping stone uh, exposure and experience uh, for for these athletes and and Sarah was was telling me today that she was at the track so the track is just is just wonderful so we had her programmed in for a warm up you know to go go through a warm up routine and then a 25 minute just easy to steady run. And she said the stadium's in a lovely place, and and right outside the stadium there are some wonderful forest tracks. You know, they oh, do things. They do things. Uh, well, they, they, they don't leave things to chance in in Finland. They they really do it well uh, if if you're running, and, and that's across all of Scandinavia. And you, and you know that Tom because you've been a a, a recurrent visitor to these kind of climbs, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I um. I, well, I mean, Oslo for me it's Norway, but yeah, I mean, I I'm just blown away by facilities, how much you know, trails and 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 you know just being outdoors and being active and also, but not this concept of also the training is such ingrained in there in terms of it's you can do it. It's not like you know their running tracks are cleared when the when it's snowing. These sort of little details, like little things like that, and yeah, yeah, they really it's it's part of their yeah, it's just part of their day. It's it's great. Yeah, it's built into to their culture and society. And and one of the things is is that they've got they've got facilities and structures that are that are not amazing. And by that, what I mean by that is it's not like the Etihad, you know, which was the Commonwealth Games in Manchester track, which is now now the Etihad and is never used for athletics. You know, yeah. they, they, they're not producing huge stadiums that that. Um, that, that, that can be used. They produce a lot of local and regional uh, stadiums that that many people can use for many different sports, and they're open. You know, they're good yeah. facilities, um, and and they're they're available regularly for the population. And and yeah. that that's something that I I don't think we've got enough of that in in the UK. And you know, and you look at you look at Grangemouth, you know, and and the the, the scenarios yeah. around. What's going to happen at Grangemouth because the council can't afford to, to keep it going, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and, and I think it's a real shame. So, and the Scandinavian approach is that they're they're kind of you know their national approach, their government approach. Yeah. This is not just their athletics federation. Their government, you know, it, it's all about uh, that integrated uh, health yeah. and sport. I was amazed. I think I've said this. I've told this story many times on TRS. So I won't, won't dive into too much. But I was amazed when I was on Oslo in February, and it was the streets were snowy. Yeah, some bits were recovered, were been you know cleared for running and cycling. All Nordic skiers out there as well. But actually, what what amazed me the most was I went to the Bislett Stadium um, in the evening, and the indoor area underneath the stadium, 550 meter running section, and had all all abilities on it, but really well organised, and it was free of charge government funding yeah, rock up at 7 30 and i trained indoors i did, I did what, five by a mile indoors uh run this and it's just an arbitrary distance there's a clock it's narrow but people are there to train and it's funded and it's warm and it, it was i just was blown away by it nothing like that in this country from an indoor yeah. perspective really yeah i mean i mean well, the stuff. broader uk there hopefully someone's listening we've got the, <laughs> the influences on it but i doubt it 
You never know, eh? Aye. So, so in terms, so in terms of like the one, the couple of things we've not covered then. So TRS run of the week, not been covered. Run of the so, week this time since we had an episode last week. We did so, uh, last week. <laughs> there's less, uh, less people to choose from. So I, I've got someone who I think should get TRS run of the week. I don't know if you guys have got a particular preference. On, on you go, on you go. I think it's got to be Gemma Ricci. Yeah, I was yep. so pleased to see that run. Yeah, Gemma, I, 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 if you're listening, who was it? Was it? Was it? Uh, oh, I can't mind, but yeah. Anyway, I think that'd be someone who who maybe you know would be great to get on the show uh, at some point. Probably not for a while, but um, maybe circumstances would allow her to. Yeah. We come on well, TRS and let's nudge her again now that she's under she's in a new <laughs> coaching her, environment. Maybe she's allowed. She wasn't allowed to <laughs> well, take a I think, to I think village. Let's, let's just hold hold on a bit, guys. Let's let's leave it till the end of the season and on a season's <laughs> break. You know, there's a there's a lot ahead right right now for for all the international athletes. We come with the World Championships coming up, so. Let's not beat them on the head with the TRS stick yeah. at the moment, but, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully in their transition in their transition phase, they may be available. The initiation of TRS. Yeah, some some of the oh. medal chances go down the pan because they, they came on TRS. Yeah, but yeah, fair point. Yeah, let's hold off. But anyway, so well done, Gemma. You, if you're listening, or if someone who knows Gemma is listening, Gemma is this week's TR, TRS run of the week, which is great. Look at that. Well, aside from that, um, I I didn't see anyone wearing shorts this week. Unless I don't you think did. so. No, no, I didn't. I was. Uh, I'm go- I'm gonna take mine down, so mine will be gracing the Helen Tipping 10K in Wrexham. So. Hopefully I can pull something out of the bag, but uh, not the last weekend. I didn't. I didn't have mine on last week. I well, well, I, I would be wearing. In fact, I wore mine yesterday in my training run, just just because I could, you know. Because um, it was hot and they were short, and generally people get away when I'm wearing those things. So it was a narrow single track trail, so that that meant 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 all the reason to wear them. So there you go. Uh, but uh, but well, I mean, sorry for, again. Apologies for my my lateness, but it was good to catch up with you both. And yeah, it's good yeah. to uh, hopefully um, yeah, well done again at the weekend, Lewis, uh, and and yeah. reporting back to us. That was great stuff. Hugely insightful. Yeah, the great weekend. Informative. So no, thank hope you. And uh, all your pants have dried and, out now. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I used a hotel hair dryer and. Uh, <laughs> Also, the, the 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 towel heater in the bathroom, uh, uh, my shoes as well, because because the water was up over my ankles. Uh, oh, you know, my was completely drenched. Oh my yeah. god! Oh no! Yeah. Oh, well, sounds like right, hey, great country. fun, great fun. Right. right, well, thanks again, folks, for listening to the show. If you do want to get in contact with us, any feedback or anything, any suggestions about who to get on the show. Email us, tartanrunnershorts at gmail.com. Uh, get us on our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, but most of all, have a great week. And uh, here is Ali McIver to sing you, sing you off, folks. Eee. See you later, guys. Bye. Cheers.
be dreaming about that starting gun. You sometimes shuffle, sometimes saunter. When we train, when we train, when we train, 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 it can be savage, but never brutal, because we'll love the And that's a wrap.